Praise be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Brothers and sisters in Christ, let us begin this podcast with a prayer unto our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Our precious Heavenly Father, we want to start by telling you how much we love you. How thankful that we are for who you are and all that you are doing in our lives. We can feel your presence with us everywhere we go and in everything we do. Thank you for the power of your seventh-fold Holy Spirit that leads and directs us and teaches us each day the way that we should go. Thank you for keeping us safe. Thank you for taking care of us and for leading us to the place that we are today. So we ask, Father, that you continue to guide us with your word, with the knowledge that we will need to continue on this straight and narrow path of righteousness. So have your way in the podcast today. Let every word that we hear not only penetrate our mind, but penetrate our heart and spirit, that we can bring these words to life and make it a part of our everyday life and even share this good news of life and immortality and God's blessings with all whom we will meet in the future. The world needs your love. So thank you for giving it to us and entrusting us to share it with others. Help us, Father, to shine the light of love and knowledge as we continue on with the vision that you have given us to enter even into the kingdom of God that we will be good soldiers all the way to the very end. For we hold fast to your word when you have said you will never leave us, nor will you forsake us. Father, we will never leave you, and we will never forsake you. So help us now as we continue in the word. Bless us in the way that only you can. In the blessed and holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we say amen and amen. My message for this podcast is entitled, Are You a Soldier of God Armed with the Armor of God? You see, all us believers, all of us, we are called to be soldiers in the Lord's army. Yes, I said all of us. Now, we have different responsibilities and callings. That's evident. But all of us should be actively engaged in the battle between good and evil, between righteousness and sin, between light and darkness, between faith and unbelief, between abundance and lack of abundance. And ultimately, we have a responsibility to be engaged in battle against the enemy and take a stand for our God. But you know, unfortunately, too many believers, too many Christians in this day and age have dropped out of the Lord's army. They are what you call AWOL, absent without leave, or deserters. You know, others feel as though they were never even enlisted. The number of believers who are not engaged as soldiers in the Lord's army is a problem for the world today. 
It is a problem towards building the kingdom of God here on earth. Fewer people are reached. Fewer people are supported, trained, and helped. The kingdom of God needs apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to function. To function. Not just to say that they are Christians, but to function as, to function as soldiers of God. You see, our Lord needs intercessors, administrators. He needs musicians. He needs hospital visitors. He needs greeters and service helpers of all kind. He needs people who are willing to share the talents that he has given them to bring them to Christ. Yes, I'm saying that the Lord and his kingdom need strong families and individuals who are based on belief and prayer. Yes, the world needs the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And the only way that they can have that is to see it actively, fully operating in the body of Christ. Yes, our God, the kingdom of God, here on earth needs love, holiness, faith, and courage. As Christians, we will fight the spiritual battles of a soldier. The issue is not whether we will be attacked. The issue is whether we will be victorious because we know that we are being attacked each and every day. We know that the devil is as a roaring lion seeking to whom he may devour and that he is working overtime during these last days. So I have a question. Will our ministries, will our church, will God's people emerge from the battle stronger or weaker? Defeated or victorious? I say this because we need to recognize that we are already in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual battle for our nation, our churches, our ministries, our families, and even ourselves. For Ephesians 6.12 says this, For our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual forces of evil. In the heavenly places. Ephesians 6, 11, just before that, says that we need to put on the whole armor of God. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes or the wiles of the devil or the enemy. Ephesians 6, 18 goes on to tell us that we need to pray in the spirit and be on the alert. It says, pray in the spirit always with all kinds of prayer and supplication. To that end, be alert with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I repeat, we are in, we are in a war already. So let us enter the fight as fully trained soldiers with the full armor and power of our God. Romans thirteen twelve says, the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us take off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Yes, the armor of light. But Ephesians six ten through 18 describes this armor. It is our spiritual defense against attacks by Satan. Fortunately, we don't have to leave home every morning wearing a full suit of literal armor of metal to be protected. Although invisible, the armor of God is real 
and when used properly and worn daily, it provides solid protection against the enemy and his onslaught. Ephesians 6, 10, 18. It says, Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. That is the new testament version so therefore we need to put on every piece of god's armor so that we will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil that after the battle we can stand firm we can stand our ground putting on the belt of truth the body of armor of god's righteousness for shoes we can put on peace that comes from the good news so that we will be fully prepared and in addition to all these things, we need to hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. We need to put on salvation as our helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. We need to stay alert and be persistent in our prayers. And we need to pray for one another all over the world. So in Ephesians it tells us what the elements of the armor of God is. The belt of truth is the first element of the armor of God. In the ancient world, a soldier's belt not only kept his armor in place, but if wide enough, protected his kidneys and other vital organs. Therefore, the truth or the belt of truth protects us. Jesus Christ called Satan the father of lies. He, the devil, was a murderer from the beginning, and he has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. John eight forty four tells us that. It says, you are the father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. Yes, my friends, deception is one of the enemy's oldest tactics. We can see through Satan's lies by holding them against the truth of the Bible. The Bible helps us. The Word of God helps us to defeat the lies of materialism, the lies of money, the lies of power and pleasure as of the most important things in life. Therefore, the truth of God's word shines its light of integrity into our lives and holds together all of our spiritual defenses. Because Jesus told us in John fourteen six, and I quote, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It goes on to tell us that the second piece of armor is the breastplate of righteousness. You see, the breastplate of righteousness guards our heart. A wound to the chest can be fatal. We know that. That's why ancient soldiers wore a breastplate covering their heart and their lungs. Our heart is susceptible to the wickedness of the world. But our protection is the righteousness that comes from Jesus Christ. We cannot become righteous through our own good works. When Jesus died on the cross, his righteousness was credited to all of us who believe in him through justification. God sees us as sinless because of of what his son did for us. 
In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it reads, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Unquote. Therefore, we need to keep the breastplate of righteousness on and leave our sins from the past behind us and continue to move forward with our Lord. We need to guard our heart above all else for it determines the course of our life. We need to let his armor cover and protect us, keep us strong and pure for God. The next piece of armor is the gospel of peace. Ephesians 6.15 talks about fitting our feet with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. On a battlefield or near a fort, the enemy might scatter barbed spikes or sharp stones to slow down our army. In the same way, Satan scatters traps for us as we're trying to spread the gospel. The gospel of peace is our protection, reminding us that it is by grace that our souls are saved. We can sidestep Satan's obstacles only if we remember this scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's found in John 3.16. So you see, fitting our feet with the readiness of the gospel of peace is described in 1 Peter 3.15 like this. Quote, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who ask you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. You see, sharing the gospel of salvation ultimately brings peace between God and men. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The next piece of armor is the shield of faith. After all, no defensive armor was as important as the shield. It fended off arrows, spears, and swords. Our shield of faith guards us against one of Satan's deadliest weapons, and that is doubt. Satan shoots doubt at us when God does not act immediately or visibly. But our faith in God's trustworthiness comes from the truth of the Bible. We know our Father and His Word can be counted on. Listen, faith and doubt don't mix. Our shield of faith sends Satan's flaming arrows of doubt away and into the fiery pits of hell. We must keep our shield held high, confident in the knowledge that God provides for us because God protects us. God is faithful to us. Our shield holds because of the one and only true God who has made his promises that he cannot break. That's how we can have faith. That's how we can believe in all things. The next piece of armor is the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation protects the head where all thought and knowledge reside. Jesus Christ said in John eight thirty one through 32, If you hold my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You see, the truth, my friends, of salvation through Christ does indeed set us free. Yes, we are free from vain searching. We are free from meaningless temptations of this world. 
We are free from the condemnation of sin. Those who reject God's plan of salvation, they battle Satan every day and they battle him unprotected. And believe you me, they will suffer the consequences and they will suffer the fatal blow of the enemy. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, it tells us that the believers have the mind of Christ. But even more interesting, 2 Corinthians 10.5 explains that those who are in Christ have divine power to demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Read that in 2 Corinthians 10.5. We cannot survive without it. And the next piece of armor is the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit is the only offensive weapon in the armor of God with which we can strike against Satan. This weapon represents the Word of God. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged double sword. It penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. You see, when Jesus Christ was tempted in the desert by Satan, he countered the truth of the scripture, setting an example for us to follow. It's found in Marth, Ma Matthew 4.4. 4. This is the New International Version. It says, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Yes, you see, Satan's tactics have not changed. So the sword of the Spirit is still our best defense. And lastly, most importantly, the final piece of this armor is the power of prayer. Finally, Paul adds the power of prayer to the armor of God in Ephesians 6, 18, and it reads, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. That is the New International Version. You see, every smart soldier knows they must keep the lines of communication open to their commander. Our commander is our God. God has orders for us. And through his word or through his commands and the promptings of the Holy Spirit, we need to hear what the Spirit has to say to the churches. Face it, Satan hates it when we pray. He knows prayer strengthens us and keeps us alert to his deception. He knows that a family that prays together stays together and are strong. Paul cautioned us to pray for others as well as ourselves. With the armor of God and the gift of prayer, we can be ready for whatever the enemy throws at us. So brothers and sisters in Christ, continue to stay in the spirit by way of prayer fully armed with the armor of God and know that you are a soldier of God and the only way that a soldier will be able to come against the attacks of the enemy is to be wearing the divine, blessed, holy armor of God. Stay focused. Remain steadfast. Do not waver. Do not get tired out. We are almost there. Do not fall on the wayside, for we know that narrow is the path that leads to the kingdom of God. 
And we know it's not an easy road, but we can walk this road together by way of his word and by way of his protective armor. I love you. My prayers are for you as we go together because we are not alone. You and I and every Christian in this world under the commander, our Lord Jesus Christ, we will be victorious. Thus saith the word of the Lord. Amen and amen.